This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. If you're like me, then you find that when you're texting or sending emails, there are certain things that you end up typing repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and you just wish that there was a way to send it faster. That's where Text Expander comes in. It works everywhere you type, like word processors, emails, messaging apps, and online forums. You can even use it as Teams if you have snippets that you want to manage for your company. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm your co-host, Caitlin Les. Hollywood taught us that time travel is a dangerous sport, reserved for mad scientists and the occasional snappy kid from the 80s. But wouldn't it be great if right now you could fire up a good old-fashioned time machine and travel to the end of this pandemic? Better yet, what if you could fast forward to the an extraordinary future where you not only accomplish all your big goals, but you achieve them without stress or overwhelm? While it may sound like a fantasy, this kind of time travel is easier than you think. Yeah, Kaylin, you know, with the one thing, every year we facilitate an experience where you, as a participant, essentially get to practice mental time travel as a method to getting clarity on where you want to go. The reason this matters is because when you understand where you want to end up, you can then rewind back to the future and devise a plan to get there. It's something that we call goal setting to the now. And if you've never done it before, I highly suggest that you join us this year for our virtual goal-setting retreat series. You can learn more by going to theonething.com slash setmygoals. Again, that's theonething.com slash setmygoals. In this episode, we're going to walk you through a little bit about what it's done in our lives. But to give you a high level, not only will you cast a vision for what you want your future to look like, you'll also set really clear five-year goals and then your goals for this upcoming year so then you're in alignment with your five-year and your someday goals. And then you'll have a really simple plan you can follow so that every single week, you're getting closer to where you want to go. Instead of getting distracted by the things that look really interesting, but aren't actually serving you in your long-term vision. And for those of you who have a significant other, one weekend is specifically designed for couples and the following weekend is designed for individuals and teams. So again, you can learn more by going to theonething.com slash setmygoals. Jeff, the one thing you didn't tell them about is that early bird pricing is about to expire. So they really do need to pause the episode and visit theonething.com slash setmygoals to secure their ticket at that low price because they're about to go up. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. 
Jeff, when was the first time you did goal setting to the now? It's interesting. Um, formally, this job. <laughs> you know, I remember when Jay asked me to cast a vision for what I wanted my life to look like someday. I was a little perplexed. And he walked me through why. And I, I had read the one thing. So I understood it. But my entire life, I just set goals looking forward. I imagined what I wanted to do this year. And I took it seriously. I mean, I, I spent a crazy amount of time creating the most beautiful PowerPoint slide you can possibly imagine. Oh, my goal sparkled. And I even framed it in this nice wood frame. And I put it next to my bathroom so that when I brushed my teeth, I could visualize my goals. And I started meditating and I visualized achieving my goals. And then year after year after year, I started to notice that I would look at things and go, huh, I'll do better next year. But I didn't understand that I wasn't going to do better next year because I never fixed the underlying problem. I never learned how to really have the relationship with those goals. And then here I was starting this company with Gary and Jay and being asked not to set goals for the year, but Jay challenged me to imagine what I wanted my life to look like 20 years from now. Not going to lie, that was, I didn't know the answer. It took time for me to really think it through. And then he said, great, now that you have a sense of what you want life to look like, Someday from now, where would you have to be five years to be on track? Again, I thought I should have known the answer, but it really took some searching. And once I had those, he said, great, what do you have to do this year to be on track? All of a sudden, I started to hit my stride. And what was really interesting is that the things that came to my mind when he said, set your goals, I immediately thought of a list of things I wanted to achieve this year. A lot of those things didn't actually end up making it onto the list because they weren't in alignment with where I actually wanted to go. It's funny. When I think about the first time you asked me to, do, to set my goals for the future and look way out into someday, I initially had some trepidation or a little bit of anxiety with the idea of going that far out in the future. And in hindsight, when I look back at that season, I think I didn't trust myself to set goals that mattered because I wasn't sure that I trusted myself to accomplish them. And that was such a scary thing to like put something to paper and to make a commitment that I wasn't sure I could actually do. And with time and living the one thing and really exploring this world and getting braver little by little and one domino at a time, now goal setting for now is so exciting because when I mean, even just this last weekend, we had a holiday weekend and Brent and I reviewed our last year's goal setting retreat, our workbook and the things that we had written down. And one of the questions that we asked at the beginning of the retreat was, fast forward to the end of the year, what are you celebrating? And Jeff, what's wild is that when I was reviewing those things we wrote down over a year ago, we are on track to accomplish all of them. All of those things that we said we were going to celebrate there, we did the things that they were going to happen. And I'm just so humbled and honored to say that not only was I brave enough to set big goals, but I'm the kind of person that has accomplished them because I, I trust myself enough to do those things. And I'm now, I have so much more courage to think bigger because I've accomplished small things along the way that have given me a track record that says I can do the things that I want to accomplish. Well, this is interesting because um, people might make the assumption that because you're in business with us, that you are and have always been a goal setter. Oh, no. No. That is... <laughs> I. So let me back up by saying, 
in business, goals made a lot of sense because they were numerical and they were they were easier to track and they were easier to wrap my brain around because I was part of a bigger thing. But when it came to making promises to myself that I actually kept, I did not have an excellent track record. So, and I would say that right now I can say that and I can identify that that's probably one of the biggest things that kept me from setting goals. I also think that I had life experience that I had some major curveballs in my life that I was unwilling to count on a future that I couldn't control because I thought, you know what, like if that, that thing that might happen, I don't want to get my hopes up for something that might get derailed. And I have so much more confidence in the things I can control that I also have the resilience to when those curveballs show up, I know how to, I know how to make a new plan. I'm not as scared of that as what I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, folks, I mean, whether you're listening to this, whether you identify as being a goal setter or whether you're not, or for a lot of you, if you're listening to this, we know a lot of you lean toward the I am a goal setter, but you might have a significant other that's not, which is very common. And when we throw the idea out there of setting goals with your significant other or with your team or with your friends, you may go, but they're not a goal setter. How do I get them on board? It can be challenging. Here's the thing for you who's listening to this. What's surprised us going down this journey of facilitating a, a retreat every year is that one of the most common questions that we get asked is, hey, I want to do this, but my significant other isn't a goal setter. It is so, so common. So for Kaylin, like your partner, Brent, huge goal setter, right? Huge self Extreme goal setter and goal achiever. And it was part of his identity. Being a goal setter was absolutely part of who he was. And yet, I didn't even know how to try that on. Mm-hmm. And then, so for you, if you're listening to this and you have somebody in your world that's not a goal setter, you're not alone. If you are that person who's like, I'm not really a goal setter, stay tuned because what you're going to find out is, is why this works. Because it's actually not about setting goals. A year ago, Jay and I were, were traveling for a corporate speaking engagement. We were in Ohio at, a, at this golf resort. And we, were, we woke up early and we went for a walk so that we could clear our heads before he and I had to get on stage. And it was the first time that I heard him say, the world doesn't need a new way to set goals. It needs a way to have a relationship with them. And when he said it, it just resonated so well. Because we, a lot of us have tried setting the goals, writing them down on the paper. And we've been told, if you just visualize it, you can will it into existence. But the truth is, if we were followed around with a camera, we didn't use the goals like a compass. We didn't use them as a determiner of our activities on a daily basis to teach us how to be appropriate in the moment. Yeah, I think, Jeff, for a long time, I had really understood goals to be sort of a mountain to climb, not mm-hmm. necessarily a compass to guide me. And mm-hmm. that has shifted so much for how I approach the goals I set and how I navigate getting there. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's, I think an airplane is a perfect example of this. It, imagine if we all boarded an airplane in, let's say, Los Angeles, and we wanted to fly to New York City together. All of us on one plane, really big pain. If after taking off that plane, the wind blew us 10 degrees off course, and we didn't correct. Kaylin, what are the odds of us landing in New York City? Pretty low. It might actually be a miracle if it happened. 
We're going to Atlanta. <laughs> this is what happens is when we set goals just looking forward, we see all the things that we can do over the course of the year. And it's super exciting and it's inspiring and you start taking action. But if you extrapolate that path past that year, two years out, five years out, 10 years out, something that might seem really attractive in the short run can actually end up being a long-term distraction. You can end up arriving at a massively different destination. And for the people who aren't goal setters, it's not about setting the goal. It's actually about casting a vision for your life. To really pause and ask the question, do I want to live a life by default? Or would I rather live a life by design? What exactly is it that I want out of my life? Big question. Requires space and an environment to search for that answer and get that clarity. Once you have that though, all of a sudden you realize that, hey, what I do five years from now or what I do this year or this month, you can start to draw a line in terms of how it ends up getting you to where you want to go. And especially when you're in a relationship with another person, whether it's romantic or professional, how you support one another, because most often your goals aren't the same and it's not about your goals being the same, but how do you truly support each other in getting to where you want to go? That's what this is about. Jeff, on your journey, having really started setting these big goals and now how many years in are you from the first time you did goal setting to the now? I am almost five years to the day. We're very close to my fifth anniversary. And what does Gary always say about five years? You can be anywhere you want in five years. He literally says anything you could possibly want for your life can actually be your reality within the next five years if you're willing to take the, do the right activities. And when he, I remember him saying this when I first started and going, oh, that's so cool. And you know, when I set my someday goals and I set my five-year goals, the, the, the five-year goals scared me. I, they're big numbers. And I'm going, there's no way that I could possibly get there. I couldn't see the path. But I'm going, okay, if Gary says it's possible, okay, it'll be possible. And what was interesting is, even though I didn't trust that that five-year vision could become a five-year reality, it forced me to ask, what would I have to do in this first year? Which forced me to ask, what exactly would I have to accomplish by the end of this month? which made me focus on what belongs on my calendar this week. And when I started updating weekly 411, I started to understand when I got those things done and didn't. And if I didn't get it done, I had to move the deficit forward. And I started having the relationship with the goals. And that's where my focus was on a week-to-week basis. How do, I, how do I keep knocking the dominoes down? Suddenly, I look up almost five years from that initial date. And when I look at some of those goals that I had set, many of them I've achieved. And some of them I realized I, I was frankly aiming too small. Talk a little bit more about that, Jeff, because I think we know that people overestimate what they can do in one year and they grossly underestimate what they can do in five. That is... Historically, that's what we've learned from people's lived experiences. So Jeff, what's an example of that? My wife and I both grew up in Southern California. I was actually born in Denver. My wife actually bounced around a whole bunch because her dad was an executive with FedEx. And as he climbed the chain, he got, he got moved all over the place. And for both of us, something that always had our heart since we were kids were mountains. 
I grew up going skiing multiple times every year. It is when I think back of my fondest memories with my parents and my family, that was it, going skiing and snowboarding with the family. And I, as a kid, envisioned the day when I would take my kids to the slopes. Like I'm getting emotional even telling the story just because it's, it's, it's something that's that vivid and that important to me. And when we moved to Austin, um, I told my, myself and my wife that this is for a season. You know, we're starting this company and as long as I'm running this company, I need to be in Austin. And I believed that for four and a half years. Then COVID hit. And like Keith Cunningham says, what stops us from reinventing ourselves is an attachment to the way things used to be. The opportunity is to let go of the way things used to be and envision what things can become. When Amy and I moved to Austin, you know, I told myself and I told her that this was going to be for a season of life, that as long as I was running this company, we needed to be in Austin because that's where Gary and Jay were. And that was the expectation that was set. So when we set the, goal, the someday goal of living in mountains someday, we accepted that's a someday thing. But what we can do this year is we can take one trip to the mountains that we may someday want to call home. Well, then COVID hit and all of our vacations got canceled. And um, as time went on, we needed to get out of the house. And we said, you know, we really need to see family. So we booked a trip to California. And I remember it was, it was on a weekly time block where I was looking, I was updating my 411 and I glanced at my someday goals and my five-year goals and I saw mountains. And I looked at Amy and I said, honey, we're only taking one vacation between now and the end of the year. We said that we were going to take a mountain trip but here we are scheduled to go to California if we could only do one, which matters more. She said, well, mountains is more in aligned with our goals, but we already said yes to seeing our family. I said, but which actually matters more for us? And she said, mountains. And so I canceled the trip to California and we booked flights to Colorado. And then something really interesting happened, Kaylin. Um, we were genuinely going there just to see if this is a place we would want to come home, call home someday. Then as we've been interacting with our corporate partners throughout this pandemic, it became really clear to us that the future of work is virtually based, physically enhanced. And I had this realization that as a company who trains individuals and companies how to be productive, we need to be that company so that we have authority and can help people navigate that shift. So I made the pitch to my partners and they said yes, which naturally made me ask the question, do we actually, do Amy and I need to be here in Austin? And Jay said, no. Flights were already booked to Denver. But instead of it being a someday might we want to live here, it became a do we want to live here now trip. And we ended up buying a house on that trip and we're moving in a month. Went from someday to today pretty quickly, huh? It did. And, and what's amazing, and this is the power of the goal setting to the now process, if Amy and I had just set goals looking forward, mountains would not be on that trip. We would just be looking forward one year at a time. But because we, were, we created the space and gave ourselves permission to envision what we wanted life to look like someday from now with no constraints, we said mountains really mattered to us. And because we knew that the purpose of a goal to be, was to be appropriate in the moment, we said, what can we do this year? Well, we can take a mountain trip. That was all prior to COVID. Then COVID hits, then all vacations canceled. And then if we say entrepreneurially, yes, to going to California. If we hadn't had the someday vision, we would have gone to California. We wouldn't be moving right now. We wouldn't have turned the someday vision into our near-term reality. 
Jeff, I want to sink into something you said because I think it's really powerful is that this clarity that you had on Sunday, you didn't have a serious timeline around it. You just knew that you had to be taking actions today if that someday was important. Mm-hmm. And you were asking the questions, what's the one thing we can do, even though it didn't feel like mountains were possible? Mm-hmm. And when you walk that back to today, what that clarity do- did for you and Amy is it really made it much easier to identify like what was an easy thing to say yes to, an easy thing to say no to. You had extreme clarity on what that someday could look like. And so you took actions on what you could do today. And the decision-making process seemed... It sounds seamless in many ways. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Look, saying no to visiting our family wasn't comfortable for us. But because we were clear about what mattered to us in the long run, and because we reverse engineered it and said, this week, this is the simple milestone. Take one trip to a mountain destination this year, period. Of all the trips we could take, just make sure that one of them is there. Seemed so simple when we made the commitment. But because it was lined up with a bigger vision, there was real purpose behind it. It wasn't an arbitrary goal. There was purpose behind it. I want to be the family that goes skiing on the weekends. That matters to me deeply. So when posed with, do we endure the discomfort and say no to the family? Or do we say no to possibly realizing our dream? That was an easy choice to make, frankly. And the trip was booked. And then the rest of the dominoes fell. And by the way, when I, when I brought up to Jay the fact that, hey, by the way, remember how I said I was going to Denver just to, to visit? We're actually going to look at houses now. He wasn't surprised. And he was supportive because he said, this isn't a surprise to me. You've told me for t- some time now that one of your someday goals was to do this. And if we're going to be a virtually based company, knock yourself out. So it also helped me enlist the support of the people who have a say in what my life looks like. Absolutely. And you know what else? It's really illuminating to me to hear you talk because you had this goal and you had this path to this goal. And yet this year through a major wrench in that path, you know, and you were faced with this new decision. And yet because you knew where you wanted to end up, creating a new path wasn't like starting from scratch. You actually just had to alter the plan and you had to make adjustments and you had to negotiate is that thing out in the future still important? Yeah, let's try this now because this these doors closed, but this one, we can try this. So I just love how really having clarity on that future makes adjusting to a new plan B or a mini shift or a pivot here, a pivot there, they become less intimidating and more empowering because you still know where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. So folks, we, we, we opened this episode talking about like, wouldn't it be amazing if you had a time machine, you really do. The thing is, we are determining our reality by the actions that we take today. Most people, because we were never taught how to ask really big questions like, what do you want your life to look like someday from now? And provided the space to search for that answer, and trust me, it requires a search, we never get that clarity. So we say yes to the things that are in front of us. We say yes to the opportunities. We say yes to the emails. We say yes to the meetings. And we go through our time, our days, our weeks, our months, our years by default. We get where we go by default, not by design. The opportunity that we're so grateful we get to provide people like you every year 
is for you have a life by design. We facilitate the experience where if you're doing it as an individual, cool. If you want to do it with your significant other, awesome. Want to do it with your team? Great. We can help you cast that someday vision so that as you go into next year, you are hyper clear on these are the cornerstone things that I must say yes to because it gets me to where I want to go. And we show you a simple path so you can break it down to, great, if that's the case, here's what I got to do this month. Based on that, here's what belongs on my calendar this week. It's that bridge between the future result you desire and today's activities that most people are missing that we are offering you. Question is, will you join us? All it takes is starting by going to the one thing.com slash set my goals. And that's with the number one in the URL. Like Kaylin mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I would highly suggest pausing it and doing it now and not procrastinating because right now, early bird pricing is still up. But in a very short period of time, I want to say we're talking matter of days at this point, um, prices are going up. So please do yourself a favor, pause the episode, check it out and see if it's for you. If it's not, no worries. Yet, we can also tell you people's lives have been changed. Marriages have been transformed. Business partnerships have been transformed. It all happens. You just got to take the first step. And this year, what's so great is that because we get to do it virtually, you get a front row seat to this event from your living room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So comfy. So comfy. And guess what else? You can control your own thermostat. You won't be freezing cold in a conference center. You want to rock your Snuggie, you do you. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And by setting aside this weekend where we're all coming together virtually, it really does help make this simple process part of your rhythm and part of your your year. It's become a tradition for me and Brent. And we've seen it become a tradition for so many couples and families and teams. And we invite you into that because this year, it's the year that you can do it without having to hop on a plane or come to Austin, Texas. You can do it straight from your living room and you can have the experience that will really fast forward you into the future and get in that time travel machine so that you can get clarity on the future you want and draft a plan to get there. Do yourself a favor, pause the episode, go to the one thing.com slash set my goals right now. And if it looks like it's a fit for you, secure your tickets while the prices are as low as they are going to be this year. If this episode has brought value to you folks, genuinely, we hope that you'll think about a person in your world that you think would get value from it. I hope you'll share it with them because not only are you doing them a favor, you'll realize how much of a purpose-based movement that this is. And while it's awesome to make progress yourself, achieving your goals, having a relationship with your goals, it pales in comparison when you empower somebody else to go on the journey. And that's the opportunity that's in front of you. If you're new to the show, please go ahead and click the subscribe button because every week we have a brand new episode that will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice when you do so. And while you're at it, would you consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice? It genuinely helps us reach more people and live our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time by having a relationship with your goals so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm your co-host, Kaylin Les. Look forward to being with you in the next episode.